Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. The Verrigan Barn, also known as the Dukabor Barn. Like all other regions of Alberta, Pincher Creek and southwestern Alberta in particular has a multicultural history. Amongst the many vibrant of these minorities settling in western Canada were the Dukabor religious sect originating in Central Europe, but in particular in southern Russia, the Republic of Georgia, and the Ukraine. The Dukabor faith holds tenets of pacifism, communal living, and vegetarianism, which eschews the use of animal labor. Philosophically opposed to the Tsarist imperialist expansion, the sect became conflicted with the government of Nicholas II and defied the Tsar's orders for its members to be conscripted into the Russian military. The sect leader was Peter Lordly Verrigan. He was jailed for his activism and as years of repression received the attention of the novelist Leonid Tolstoy, Tolstoy advocated migration of the Dukabors to Western Canada. A Dukabor colony originally settled in eastern Saskatchewan in the Yorkton area. When their communal nature did not align with the homestead title system, the colony threatened to leave Canada. The Canadian government worked with Russian officials to release the lordly Peter Verrigan from imprisonment and he joined his people and convinced them to stay. An accommodation for communal colonies was drafted, but was not honored by future governments. Verrigan refused individual title registries and founded a new colony in the Slocan Valley of British Columbia, where fruits and vegetables could be grown according to their faith without animal labor. The lordly Verrigan moved with the British Columbia sect, but he was later murdered in a railway car bombing in 1924. And this brings us to Peter Verrigan's son, also known as Peter Verrigan. To try to encourage self-sufficiency for Vadukabor staying in Alberta, the younger Verrigan encouraged a sect of some 300 to settle in the area of Cowley and Lundbrick around 1915. The communal colony purchased the vast South Fork Ranch from its owner, Frederick W. Godsall who retired in that year. The original settlers became active of the local agricultural communities and were noted as wheat farmers, building grain elevators at Cowley and Lundbrook. The practicality of large-scale wheat farming forced many of the tenants regarding animal labor to fall off in the Cowley colony as the Dukabors learned to work the land with Percheron horses and modern equipment. The bottomlands were irrigated with surplus vegetable production sold into the Pincher Creek community. Unlike his father, the colony leader, Peter Verrigan the Younger, 
advocated decentralization of the commune and relaxed many of the strict rules. By 1927, the commune was heavily mortgaged. As the Depression closed in after 1929, Verrigan moved to modernize, but he was opposed by the leadership in British Columbia. After his resignation in 1934, creditors closed in and eventually foreclosed on the communal farm in 1937. The Dukabor land holdings were broken up and members of the commune were offered the option to purchase under individual titles. Many refused these titles, believing their people had been robbed of their farm and abandoned the area for British Columbia. But several families such as the Maloffs, the Shermatoffs and the Verrigans did remain and bought back the property. Descendants of the original settlers remain today with their religious traditions intact. A Dukabor prayer hall is in active use in the town of Lundbrook. Working horse barns, such as the Verrigan farm, today found in Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, were essential to the successful farm. This barn was built by Peter P. Verrigan during the 1930s on the family property that was once part of the colony. The Verrigan barn's original foundation was of hand-placed cobblestone and reinforced with wet mortar. The original foundation unfortunately was lost in the process of relocation to the village, so the structure has been reset upon modern concrete footings, foundations and flooring to support the massive weight of the structure. The walls are constructed from stout logs harvested near beaver mines, which were hauled to the building sites with the heavy Percheron's horses. The Verrigan barn is built in hip roof style of working barns with a flared gambrel roof. This style allowed for generous amounts of space that was needed for the feeding, care, and in bad weather, the stabling of large livestock, and for storing associated tools of animal care and commerce. The spacious upper lofts, long past its heydays, forgive the pun. However, the expansive space is now a common area for temporary exhibits, overnight sleepovers, or even square dancing lessons for education programs. The bottom tier of the barn consists of large stalls on either side, each with a feeding bunk. The expansive upper tier was designed purely for feed storage. In summer months, hay production was elevated to the upper level by winch or loaders, or by laboriously hand stacking the hay into sugar loaf piles if the hay was loose, or stacked if it was bundled or baled. On either side of the upper, upper level, are trap doors through which hay was pushed, then gravity fed to the first story feeding bunks. In use for nearly six decades, this barn stood on its original site near the Old Man River. The Verrigan barn was relocated to the village in 1989 as construction of the Three Rivers Dam threatened the site. The barn now displays many items found in the working barn era. Haying tools, sheep shearing equipment, waste scales, dairy separators and milking machines, fencing equipment, gardening tools, seed cleaners, and harness and tack. Among the wagons you can find in the, in the Verrigan barn are the two-seater carriage of Isabella Brown, better known as Kootenay Brown's wife, who he called Nichimus. A multi-seat coach, better known as a double Democrat, was used by the King Edward Hotel to ferry guests to and from the railway station at Pincher City to their hotel inside Pincher Creek, over two miles away. There is also a four-seat touring family wagon that Arthur Edgar Cox uh, used as well. There is also a, a wooden loom that was used by Dukabor women, and an unfinished carpet is left in the process of manufacture inside 
the Verrigan Barn. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaibrown.ca. Kootenai is spelled K O O. T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum, or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.